ASMR, your personal relaxation station. I'm your host, Blue Skies, coming to you live from my desk. <laughs> my desk, my desk, my desk. It's a quiet night. I appreciate that. This episode is part two of last week's episode, where I talked about the first ten episodes of Steven Universe, future Steven Universe season six. So now I'm going to talk about the last ten episodes, and oh my gosh, I am excited, excited. Just like last time, there will be spoilers, so please only listen if you don't mind spoilers for everything, really. <laughs> there will also be some discussion of various kinds of trauma, not trauma, not, not D-R-A-M-A, T-R-A-U-M-A, trauma. Stephen's unresolved drama, drama is one of the major themes this season, and I would say most of the drama discussion will have to do with everything Stephen has been put through due to being half gem. I'll do my best to warn you before I start diving into that so you can skip ahead a little. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're not feeling it, then you can skip ahead. Okay, so without further ado, here we go. Stephen's dreams are actually 
pretty scary. I would actually say they're more like nightmares, but some of the dreamscapes are still cool and colorful, and it's just like very interesting visually and as an animation. Um, even while we're exploring Stephen's past trauma and his deepest fears. Um, okay, I, I am gonna get into the trauma a little bit, so please skip ahead a couple minutes if you don't have space for this right now. But anyway, the dreams that Stephen is having, um, remind us of some of the season's main themes, and that is how Stephen is afraid of his friends leaving him, abandoning him, um, how he really doesn't feel good about who he is without his friends with him, um, and his past trauma from the diamonds from when he went to Homeworld the past last season, and actually Stephen reminds me a lot of Spinell, the way they are both afraid of being abandoned. They both have that, that fear, not without reason. I mean, Stephen was, in a way, abandoned by his mom, right? Um, although, as we'll see later on, the reason behind Stephen's fear is different than the reason behind Spinell's, which I think is interesting. Okay, so episode 12 is called Bismuth Casual, and I love this episode. I always love seeing Bismuth. I love her so much. Um, but this has got to be one of my favorite episodes of the whole season, honestly. It's got one of my favorite songs of the season in it, which is Can't Hold Me by Emily King just so good. Um, please check it out on Spotify or whatever. Um, but this episode is also great because we get to see Connie and her friends. We get to see Stevani. We get to see Bismuth having a crush on Pearl, which is my absolute favorite thing in the entire universe. Um, and Bismuth just gives me the big rainbow butch energy that I need to stay alive. <laughs> and I just love how much Pearl loves getting to know all the humans around her now. Like, she's really, she's really changed. And I like the symbolism of the roller rink because Connie knows how to skate, right? And, um, Steven apparently does not know how to skate. That's kind of like how Connie has her future all planned out, but Stephen doesn't, and that makes him really anxious, but when they fuse and become Stevani, they can skate just fine, which leads me to the next episode, 13, which is called Together Forever. Oh my god, can I just say this episode is so good, but also so painful. Um, it's about rejection, which is something that happens to everyone at some point, most likely. Um, 
it's a human experience, but the episode is honestly super cute and fun up until the very end, and that's part of what gets me about this episode. Um, at the very end, when Stephen proposes to Connie, um, proposes that they get married and live as Stevani from now on, kind of like the way Garnet lives. Um, Stephen sets up this cute romantic picnic and sings Connie a song, and I love the song. I'd rather be me with you. Oh, it's such a good song. I wonder if I can sing, softly sing it. My favorite part is like, I'd rather I always be a part of whatever you do.
I would want that person to exist. I would want them to be across from me and I could look into their eyes, not like a fusion that creates a whole... Anyway, I'm getting a little off topic, but anyway, <laughs> it, it honestly seems, during this scene, it seems like Stephen is so scared of his big looming unknown future um, that he, well, it seems like he's proposing to Connie out of fear rather than love, and that's just really, that's a big yikes, you know? Like, if you propose to someone, it should be fully out of love, in my opinion. Um, not that he doesn't love her, but that's, it seems like that's not his primary motivation here. But, <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's like, from a very realistic standpoint, from a cartoon standpoint, absolutely, I'm heartbroken that Connie says no. <laughs> Okay, and there's more to this. This season is slowly, slowly, slowly showing us Stephen's growing discomfort around the gem half of his identity. So there's also this, I think, desire to hide inside of Connie's humanity. I think he wants to, like, this is showing his desire to... This is how he's trying to deal with his discomfort around the gem half of his identity, which is not healthy, obviously. But at this point, he's not fully aware of that. He's acting subconsciously, I guess. But that's what the season is showing us. That's what is slowly building and building through these episodes and mini-stories. Um... Stephen wants to be human due to his gem-related trauma is what is my analysis of the situation. So yeah, Connie tells Stephen, she doesn't even tell him no, she tells him not yet, which is honestly a really reasonable. And then she leaves on the lion and Stephen falls backward and makes a crater in the sand like a huge crater, and the picnic stuff is blown everywhere, and he, he has turned pink, and this is how we learn about yet another pink power, which is he gets very heavy. So if you'll remember from uh, the previous episode of my podcast, not of Steven Universe Future, but the previous episode of my podcast where I discussed uh, throughout this season were slowly being revealed Stephen's powers. So I think we've learned about super speed so far. We've learned Stephen can transmit his dreams to a television. And now that he can get super, um, super heavy, we've learned about his super strength. I think it's like you cannot get knocked back very far 
around your legs super stable, which I think is a good tank quality. <laughs> um, and you can throw a very mean punch if you're heavy, obviously. Think Metal Mario or Reinhardt. Um, video game references there. But, yeah, so the episode ends with Steven feeling very, very sad. So, this is a less, less of a cartoon ending and more of a real ending. And we're gonna see more of that going forward. A lot of, a lot of Steven Universe is very real, as a matter of fact. But this ending is just very real, you know? It just does not end on a happy note. The end of the episode does not resolve the conflict. The conflict has been slowly building throughout this season, and it's just gonna keep building. It's almost like the season. The season sort of, sort of acts as, um, one long episode, almost. So now we're on episode 14, and it's called Growing Pains. And just so you know, for this episode, I am gonna discuss Stephen's trauma in depth, and how general childhood trauma affects people as they grow, and panic attacks. So do skip ahead a few minutes if you'd rather not hear any of that. But it is an important topic, and I'm glad that this episode covers it. I'm glad this season covers it. Okay, so in this episode, Stephen loses complete control of his body. He's turning into Pink Stephen at random times, and his body is, like, getting deformed. Um, like, de turning, deformed, deforming. I don't know how to say it, but Connie takes him to the hospital to see her mom, because she's a doctor there. And she, Dr. Maheshwaran, is absolutely, absolutely shocked that Stephen has never been to the doctor. And to be completely fair, he is half alien. So, <laughs> I can understand not going to the doctor. I can understand not taking your child to the doctor, your half alien child. But, anyway, I think this is when Stephen starts to really feel more self-conscious about his upbringing, which is abnormal, and his heritage, which is abnormal, and his shame and discomfort around his gem half grows. So, but anyway, Dr. Maheshwaran and Stephen actually have a pretty deep conversation where she says that if he experienced a lot of childhood trauma, which he did, and they get into that, that it can leave lasting scars. And we've kind of already been introduced to this concept with Volleyball Pearl, and that these scars can be both mental and physical. And these scars can lead to a person not being able to cope with stress in a healthy way, so that even small incidents feel like life-threatening events, like chemically in the brain. And this is very real. They're talking about panic attacks and anxiety disorders. So this is 
very real, and this is what's happening to Stephen. Now, to be fair, getting rejected by Connie was not a small incident. I would say it's a medium incident, you know? <laughs> now, this topic, the, the years of childhood trauma that Stephen has dealt with, he's been left by his mother, he's gotten attacked by monsters all the time, like, tons of monsters, right? The diamonds, just like everything with the diamonds, and having his gem removed by White Diamond. This is all very real. We are not in classic cartoon territory anymore, you know? I mean, yes, the things that happened to Steven, that's cartoon, but the consequences, panic attacks, anxiety disorder, that is not cartoon. So, this isn't Looney Tunes. We're not in Kansas anymore. So yeah, childhood trauma is something many people deal with. And maybe you can relate to this. I think a lot of people can relate to this, but this is why, yeah, this is why therapy exists. This is why supportive relationships exist. This is why meditation exists, and ASMR. There are ways to heal from trauma, or at least reduce your anxiety, reduce the frequency and length of panic attacks. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I do have anxiety. I do experience panic attacks, so just consider this from personal experience. So like Pearl said, she she still hasn't healed from her scars caused by Rose Quartz slash Pink Diamond. Sometimes healing takes a long time. Sometimes you never fully heal from something, and that's okay. Even if you never fully heal from something, you can still experience happiness and love and contentment. You know, you can still give so much. You can still receive so much. There are still people who want to share their light with you. <sighs> yeah. And this is why I like this season of Steven Universe in particular is because it really brings these complicated topics to the fore. Because these topics are so important, especially now when so many people are stressed and hurting, you know. And personally, it really helps me to watch Stephen struggle through these real issues and come out on the other side. Somehow it's like a safe space to explore this kind of stuff. It's a form of healing, I think. It's an accessible form of healing. Well, it's sort of accessible. Um, but yeah, this show helps me with my life. And that's why I tell people that Steven Universe has changed my life. Because it really has.
That's not an exaggeration, you know. So anyway, Greg ends up coming to the hospital to help Stephen calm down because he's, Stephen is turning pink and he is swelling up as big as the hospital room. And so while this is happening, Stephen asks his dad something so poignant. He asks, how am I supposed to live if it always feels like I'm about to die? And that's how stress can feel, like you're about to die. Or if not that, just really bad, debilitating. So, like I said, I, I suffer from anxiety and I have panic attacks, so this one hits really hard. I, when I watch this episode, I just wish, wish I could reach out to all the metaphorical Stevens in the world and tell them, it's possible. Having panic attacks sucks, but you can live. Trust me, it gets better. It gets easier. At least in my experience, it does. So, Stephen calms down with the help of his dad and shrinks back to his usual size for now. episode number 15. It's called Mystery Universe. I love the beginning of this episode where Stephen gets advice from his dad. Um, Greg tells him that it's normal for a 16-year-old to not know who they are or what they want to do. And honestly, even when I was like 28, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Not really. Um, even now I'm 31 and I'm still not totally sure, but, you know, podcasting is pretty fun, so I guess I'll keep doing that. <laughs> but the point is, don't feel bad if you don't have everything figured out. In my experience, very few people are like Connie, so certain and having everything planned out, you know. Anyway, Stephen and Greg go on a journey to explore how Greg found his purpose and identity, which was through music and travel, which I think is pretty relatable. Now, not everyone is going to connect with music and travel. Um, it, and it seems like Stephen really does not connect. Um, but at least Greg offers Stephen the option Honestly, I thought it was a pretty good idea. Even the part where <laughs> the two of them break into Stephen's grandparents' house um, to steal Greg's secret music stash from his childhood bedroom. <laughs> um, yeah, even that. Uh, Greg's childhood kind of reminds me of the movie Coco. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but I love that movie. You know, no music. How Coco's, uh, not Coco, Miguel's family doesn't want him to play music. Um, except there's no happy ending in Greg's version, sadly. 
Well, I guess there kind of is, because he left home and met Rose and had Stephen, so I guess that's a kind of happy ending, but yeah, now he's a rich band manager. <laughs> so dreams do come true. <laughs> but it's clear he is still not on good terms with his parents, um, which sucks, and that's why Stephen has never met them. That's why Stephen has never met his human grandparents. I love Coco, by the way. Recuerdame. I love, I just love that movie. <laughs> and all the songs. Un poco loco. Un poco loco. I can't whisper that song. Anyway. So, from his childhood bedroom, Greg retrieves an album by a fictional artist named Carrie Moonbeam, who is, at least it's obvious to me, is inspired by David Bowie, and I love that touch from the, the writers or episode creators, uh, I guess it would be Rebecca Sugar, actually, um, since it's such an overarching thing, um, but Bowie was a little before my time, but he did inspire so many older millennials and Gen Xers, and I really do like his music. His music probably really influences, yeah, Rebecca Sugar, I'm guessing, so that's why they uh, put Carrie Moonbeam in there. But So Greg and Steven listen to the song Mystery Universe by Carrie Moonbe Moonbeam. And I have to wonder if that's based off of a David Bowie song, but I can't, I can't think of which one it would be. Um, but Mr. Universe is the song that gave Greg an epiphany when he was a teenager, and that's where he got his last name. He took it from that song, which is adorable. But, of course, it doesn't work on Stephen like Greg had hoped, and that is a lesson to parents everywhere, that your kids are probably, maybe not going to be inspired by the same things you were. <laughs> Sadly, they have to go find their own influencers, and they have to find their own epiphanies, right? I do really love the song, though. <laughs> they really capture the Bowie essence. But it's clear after seeing his human grandparents' house that Stephen is wishing that he had a normal human childhood like Greg had, and or so he feels in this moment. And honestly, that's valid, especially considering all the trauma he's endured. Simply because he is half Jim, something he never asked for, you know. He never asked to be half Diamond. He never asked to inherit all the problems of Pink Diamond, etc., etc. Anyway, um, Stephen gets super angry and crashes the van. Um, which is not valid. <laughs> See, I told you, he's like, he's like Harry Potter in the fifth book. Did I, did I already say that? Like, that Stephen?
turned into angsty Harry, like in the Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> I just remember in high school when the fifth Harry Potter book came out and everyone just hated Harry because he was so broody and moody. And they just wanted that hopeful tone of the earlier books back. And I understand that. That's a valid response. But I, I do think Harry and Stevens' experiences are much more, much more relatable to struggling people. And I think that's very important. <sighs> so, okay. So Stephen crashed the van. They're okay. Greg assures him it's okay. Of course he does, because he's Greg. But again, nothing is resolved, and the tension just keeps slowly building and bleeds into episode 16, which is called Fragments. Fragments, fragments. And I'm just gonna say right away, this is one of my favorite episodes of this season, but it's really intense. So Stephen has an argument with the gems, then runs away. He goes to the mountain caves to train with Jasper. And I actually love the night sky sequence as he is asking her to train him the pink and purple sky with the diamond-shaped stars. And Jasper only agrees to train him in exchange for an eventual rematch, of course. Um, that's such a, such a Jasper thing to do. I assume that Jasper thinks that Stephen was holding back before. I also just love the training sequence. There's lots of funny moments. But we also start to see just how much Stephen resents his gem half. And not only that, he's afraid of his gem half. He's afraid of his diamond power. And these feelings must have started for him. Oh gosh, as soon as he found out that Rose Quartz was a morally gray figure, probably, which was like many seasons ago, I feel like... But as Stephen trains with Jasper, his power starts to really come out, and we see these really thick pink shields he can produce now, shields and barriers that also he can fling them out like projectiles, kind of the same way he uses his trademark shield. Um, and then his body starts to change, and he gets taller. Um, the way Pink Diamond was tall, he also gets like a scruffy face and Jojo hair. <laughs> and he can use Sonic Shout, which was one of the powers that Pink Diamond was known for. I think, I don't remember where I read that it was called Sonic Shout. That might have been. Honestly, I don't know where I read that. Hopefully it was on the wiki the fan wiki, but um, that was one of the powers that Pink Diamond was most known for, it seems, and there's a flashback to Pink Diamond using Sonic Shout in the, the volleyball episode, and I think throughout the series we hear, we, we 
various flashbacks we see Pink Diamond um, yelling and throwing a tantrum. So, now the sonic shout is Steven's power. That's when he yells and it like, it pushes, pushes Jasper back and it's like a weapon. And when Steven used it before, it seems like the sonic shout wasn't that strong yet, but now it's like, now it's like strong, strong, like capital S, strong. And then Steven finally challenges Jasper to a rematch, and of course, she accepts, and I love how dramatic they make it. It's like a kung fu movie, and, you know, there are always these moments of levity, even with the serious subject matter, and I really appreciate that. So Steven and Jasper are fighting. And Jasper is taunting him, and he really starts to let loose. And he starts laughing, like, cackling. It's like an evil laugh. It's really good, honestly. <laughs> like, it's kind of satisfying. And then he pins Jasper, and he says, You were right, Jasper. I have been holding back. And we see him glowing pink and his eyes have the diamond pupils just like pink diamond and I'm not gonna lie it's great when I saw this for the first time I freaked out um like I don't know it's scary but it's also awesome and you just can't help but revel in how badass Steven is in the moment you know but then he releases this giant spiked wall at Jasper, and he just shatters her instantly. And it cuts to black, and then next thing you know, Stephen is running back to his house. He's regular Stephen again, not Jojo hair Stephen. <laughs> and the gems are like, oh my god, Stephen, where have you been? Because he's been gone training in the mountains for like three whole days, right? But he just runs to the bathroom and pours all the jars of diamond juice <laughs> into the tub and he's crying and putting Jasper's fragments into the tub and Jasper comes back to life thank goodness, but she rises out of the tub and she's like, you shattered me and Stephen's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry but she just says, I bow to your strength, my diamond. And Stephen is horrified. Of course he's horrified. He's come to his senses at this point, but Jasper only respects strength at this point in her journey. And that's just her deal. And the episode ends there. Oh my god. See, that episode was really intense, right? Okay, so episode 17 is called Homeworld Bound. So Stephen goes back to Homeworld to see the diamonds and to ask them if they can help him with all his issues <laughs> that he's been having. And this episode is also really intense, just so you know. 
I will warn you before I start really getting into the most intense part. So before he leaves for Homeworld, he tells Jasper very bluntly to find something better to do with her life. And Jasper seems genuinely hurt or maybe shocked or maybe both. Um, but on Homeworld, it looks like they are about to have an election for their new democratically elected gem, which um, it's yellow zircon versus blue zircon. And I just find it's a very short, small tidbit of a scene, but it's, I love it. I think it's clever and funny. Um, oh, and we finally get to see Spinel. She looks, she looks really happy, and that makes me happy. Um, she tags along while Stephen goes to visit the Diamonds, starting with Yellow, who is in the middle of repairing some of the gems that she did unethical experiments on in the past. And I appreciate that we get to see this part of the story, that we get to see her doing this, um, actually righting her wrongs. Um, but it turns out that Yellow cannot help Stephen with his problems, his current problems. So then Stephen goes to see Blue, who has a, a new power. Um, you know how her power used to be to... When she was feeling sad, everyone around her would start to cry. Well, now she makes clouds that when you touch them, they make you feel happy and they just make all your cares go away. But as Stephen says, that won't work because he doesn't want to feel better. He wants to be better. He wants to be better. So then he goes to see White, who's new power is letting other gems control her body the way she used to control the bodies and minds of other gems so it's like a reversal um so she offers her body and mind for Stephen to control and it seems like this is supposed to be a kind of therapy at least that's how white diamond positions it so Here's the part that gets really intense and touches on Stephen's trauma. So do skip ahead a couple minutes if you don't want that. Oh, and there are some light spoilers for the movie. So yeah, I'll skip ahead a few minutes if you would like, but otherwise, here we go. So Stephen, when he is controlling White Diamond, he ends up acting out this really dark revenge fantasy where he punishes her for, quote, everything you put me through, end quote. And this is, of course, referring to the end of the previous season. Um, so, anyway, Stephen forces White to smash her own head against a pillar, and I I think actually that's where her gem is. If I'm remembering correctly, her gem is on her head. So he's trying to shatter her. He's trying to kill her. Um, uh, but it's actually, it ends up being Steven who smashes his head against the pillar. It's really surreal. It's like, yeah, it's just a very surreal scene. But when he hits his head 
against the pillar and knocks him out of White's mind, and he runs away, mortified, of course, because he just tried to shatter another gem again. Um, and on his way out the door, though, he bumps into Spinel and asks her for advice on letting go of her, on letting go of a grudge, um, because she has done that, and if you're confused at this point, go watch the Steven Universe movie, because it's all about Steven and Spinel and her grudge. Um, but anyway, Spinel tells Steven that he helped her let go of her grudge, and then <laughs> Steven gets angry, of course, because he doesn't have a Steven figure to help him with this, or so he feels in this moment. But the thing is, in my opinion, he does have that. He has friends who want to help him. He just doesn't want to ask for help or accept the help, and he, he, he doesn't want to appear flawed or weak or vulnerable before his friends. And to be fair, this, this, these current problems he's having are, are much bigger problems than he's ever had to deal with. Um, in my opinion, it's more trauma, a much bigger trauma, and now his diamond side is surfacing, and this is all new stuff, um, and, but yeah, even so, I think his real problem here is not asking for help just for the record, and not wanting to accept help, because the diamonds, not the diamonds, well, yes, the diamonds, but the gems, mostly, first and foremost, are the ones who keep, you know, trying to ask him what is wrong, and see if they can help him, um, but I think this happens to a lot of people, right? It's, uh, it's easy to criticize Stephen, but we, as people, we feel really bad asking for help, right? Or we feel so messed up that we think that by confessing everything to our friends, our friends will judge us and see how awful we really are and then leave us. So, really, this season is just very personal, if you think about it that way. Um, so the episode ends with Stephen accidentally losing a sandal before he warps back to Earth. And that reminds me of Cinderella. <laughs> Episode 18 is called Everything's Fine, and it begins with Cinderella, I mean Stephen, sneaking back into his room, and he is huge, like he's back to being very tall, he's back to the Jojo hair Stephen, except now he's like, I feel like he's even taller now, um, this is almost like his final form. And his eyes have diamond pupils now, like permanently, uh, like when he shattered Jasper. So he has gone full diamond here, full pink diamond, full Steven Universe. 
so I do like the one sandal thing, even if it's just a plot device to get the diamonds to come back to Earth later, <laughs> um, to return it to him. But if it isn't just that, I feel like it's saying that Stephen only has one foot on the ground at this point, which is to say he's not thinking clearly. He's in denial, and it makes me wonder when he gets the other sandal back, will his carriage turn back into a pumpkin? <laughs> Just food for, food for thought, you know. <laughs> Alright, so the gems confront him, but uh, Stephen keeps insisting that everything is fine when it's obviously not fine. Um, he keeps trying to go about his daily life, his normal life. But he keeps destroying things, like, epically destroying things. And it's kind of funny, actually, the way it's done. Like I've said, it's like there are always these lighthearted moments, or these funny moments, and that's the beauty of cartoon, is it's really easy to switch from serious subject matter to, like, funny, lighthearted subject matter. And if anything, the switch to serious subject matter is more surprising in a cartoon, I think, just because of the narrative device. Oh, and during these scenes, there's a, a scene in the greenhouse where Volleyball is there, but we cannot see her shattered eye because she's holding flowers in front of it, and I, I giggled when I noticed that because there has to be a reason they're not letting us see if she's healed yet, right? And then I thought, does this mean there there's gonna be another movie? Is that why they're doing that? <laughs> Probably not, but I can dream. Just let me dream, please. Um, anyway, when Steven returns to the house, after all of his epic destruction, Connie, Greg, and all the gems are there basically to have an intervention and finally, finally, Stephen admits that he has been bad. Um, that's how he phrases it. Uh, he starts confessing everything and that he has been having these vengeful thoughts and that he shattered Jasper. And he just goes on and on and on and it's clear that he feels that he has to be perfect for, for the people around him um, who look up to him and rely on him. That's when Stephen gets really overwhelmed, and this huge pink mass just bursts out of his back and shoots into the sky, and it's like, it, it just looks like this giant tree trunk, and then, end episode, <laughs> cliffhanger. Okay, so episode 19, I Am My Monster is the title. So in this episode, Stephen has turned into this huge pink Godzilla-like monster, and he starts rampaging, so the gems try and lure him away from the town, and it's, it's clear that Stephen is not there anymore. They try to talk to him, they try to tell him to stop, but he just roars, like, he He's a mon he is a monster now. He has become 
he has become what he thinks he is. And this is this whole episode, this these scenes are sort of the climax of this season. It's the final battle type type scene. So the gems lure Stephen into the ocean. And then the diamonds arrive to return the sandal. Um, and they see him like that. And they all start wailing about how it's their fault. Um, yeah, this episode, I will say this episode turns my eyes into faucets. I cry all the way through this episode. Even though <laughs> the diamonds are being melodramatic. Um... White Diamond especially, but even so, I just, I cry and cry. This episode makes me so emotional. So the diamonds are wailing and Connie pipes up and she's like, Yes, you hurt Stephen, but now is not the time to make it about you. Stephen needs us. So then instead of attacking him, they all rush in and hug him. They hug him. And they tell him all the ways he's been there for them when they were struggling and how they're here for him too. And I love Amethyst's line the best. She says, I know sometimes it feels like you're never going to like yourself, but I promise you it's possible, man. And I think a lot of people relate to Amethyst. I know I do, because she, for a long time, felt inferior to all other gems. But she eventually, throughout the seasons, learns to love herself and accept herself as she is. And that is such a beautiful thing that a lot of people struggle with, and I struggle with that too. And clearly, Stephen is struggling with that now. He's struggling to accept himself as he is, flaws and all. It's like right now, all he can see is his flaws. All he can see are the things he feels guilty about. And he feels like that makes him a monster. Okay, so Connie then rides Lion up onto Godzilla Stephen's nose, and she just looks so small. I love this scene. I also love her short hair, by the way. I can't remember if I already said that. But anyway, she says, Stephen, you must have been so afraid to show us this side of yourself. But we're not going anywhere. We're all gonna take care of you the same way you take care of us. And then she kisses his big monster nose and Godzilla Steven starts crying these big ghibli tears. And in the next scene, Steven is back to human size. And he seems disoriented, like he doesn't quite know what happened. And everyone is surrounding him, and then Lion licks his nose, and he just starts crying, and he, 
he cries and he cries and he cries, which feels really necessary and cathartic, like, like a good cry. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So episode 20, the last episode.
Scarnet what looks like a photo album from her wedding and then asks her to plan his future wedding. Oh my god, so cute. So, I would like to think behind the scenes he he has talked with Connie by this point and they've they've talked more about um their relationship and the the not yet that she that she gave him after he proposed. But anyway, but yeah, the gems still don't seem sad after all this and poor Steven is so confused. Um he gives his dad his old room and he puts up a carry a carry moonbeam poster for Greg, which is so cute. Um yeah, Greg likes his fan of course, but it's time for him to graduate, I think. Yeah, and even Greg is like you heading off and me settling down. It makes a kind of karmic sense I just can't resist. And also the bed is really comfy. <laughs> so, it's the very end when Stephen is leaving and he kisses Connie goodbye, like a romantic kiss on the lips and it's very cute. And yeah, we've only seen them holding hands and we've seen a cheek kiss, but it's nice to know still together, still in love, and everything is good. And it supports my theory that um, there was some talking behind the scenes that was not necessarily animated, kind of like how with Lars and Sadie, there was a lot of talking behind the scenes that was not animated. So that's what I think. But so the gems managed to hold it together. <laughs> Pearl, Garnet, and Amethyst manage to hold it together until Stephen leaves in the dawn die, and then this scene is really funny. He reverses. <laughs> he's driving off, and then he reverses, and he's, he, he screeches to a stop in front of the gems, and he's like, what's wrong with you guys? Aren't you sad I'm leaving? And he's crying, and then the gems finally release all the tears they've been holding. And it's bittersweet, but also funny because of the crying animations. Like, the tears just burst out of Garnet's eyes. <laughs> and I, I just love when that happens in animation. But Pearl cannot even form words because she's crying so hard. And Garnet says the reason they acted cool was because Garnet peaked. She peeked at the future using her future vision and saw that there was a chance that their tears would keep Stephen from leaving and they didn't want to hold him back. Oh. But she also says that in all the futures she saw, the gems remain a part of Stephen's life. So, this is not a forever goodbye. It's so touching. And then we get the new ending sequence with the song Being Human, which now that I think about it is very relevant to this season's topics. Um, and we, we see the, the Don Dai driving past Beach City with Beach City in the rear view. And now we know why. 
opening sequence. And it's so cute. The whole town is out to wave goodbye to Stephen, and it's just so beautiful. <sighs> the end of an era. <sighs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for listening to me gush about my favorite TV show. inspires you to rewatch or maybe watch for the first time. And it seems only fitting to end this episode the way the season ends, and that is with the Being Human song. Just a little time. Just a little something else instead. Just a little time Just a little something about that I'm dreaming of Being 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 human Just a little time just a little something that I need Just a little